Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome to a very, very special late night Tuesday night NFL post game, Eagles post game, forfeit edition. Metal Matt here, Big John Stud, the J Lo, Wild Bill. We're all still awake. I guess we're somewhat excited. I think, I think, I know at least one person on this podcast that who's pretty excited right now. Um, Come on, Jesse, give it to us. Gilbert's. <laughs> it's the first time uh we we had one in the beginning of an episode uh break the mold break the mold coming off an interesting uh eagles win it was uh i don't know was it pretty i mean not in the beginning but it looks like they sh- shook off the 23 day old rust of the of the bye week there after a while and took advantage of a of a of a Washington football team roster held together by bubble gum and scotch tape. Um, and you know, the weather made it interesting there at the end, I, I think a little bit, but, uh, Jalen and the boys were able to, to, to lock this one in and, uh, seal the win and keep the, keep the, for whatever it's worth, the, the postseason hopes alive here in Philadelphia. Um, I don't know, fellas. Who wants to who who wants to uh, take it away here first? Oh, 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 John, John, don't don't you know, Matt? It's not how you start; it's how you finish. It's how how you finish. How you finish? Okay. What a a game! What a game! Typical typical Tuesday night uh, football game. Oh yeah, typical typical Tuesday night game. First, first, wasn't it the first since 1934 or something like that that there are two. NFL games played on a Tuesday or some some bullshit stat like that all on the screen. One of the yeah, one of those stats was like they the Eagles played the Cincinnati Reds, believe it or not. And I was like, oh, the Reds weren't they uh, weren't they um, a baseball team? Yeah, they beat sixty four to nothing. And then after the game, the Cincinnati Reds organization folded. Yeah, they became like, a baseball team. They were like, you know, we actually play baseball better than we do football. So. Yeah. <laughs> But what a what a what a what a what a comeback! What a uh, the moxie that this team showed in the second half. Loved it, loved it. Um, offensively, loved it. Defensively, not too happy. Um, but you know, I'm sitting here watching Dallas Goddard dress as an elf. That's a uh, that's a special Ice treat. Stone hands. Listen, can't catch them all, Bill. Can't catch them all. Negative Bill Roeder is with us tonight. Yeah, no, uh, hey, I'm sorry. Just I like I like when a guy hit the ball hits you like dead set in the hands. I mean, these Dallas, aren't, Dallas, like, Scott, Dallas Goddard, yeah. member of the uh, of the uh, Berlin Fantasy Football uh, Banditos. Rest in peace, my friend. Oh did, it, oh, did that actually? How did this week happen? We didn't even we didn't even talk about that. It went really well for me. Three uh, fit. You guys can go fuck yourselves. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you bring much to the ta- to the table anyway, Bill. <laughs> oh, Bill left. <laughs> uh, that did it. That did it. He's back. He's back. He's back. He's back. He must have had a bad connection. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> um, he, had to put a little, he had to put a little powder on his ass after that burn. No. So I mean, listen, I'm we're. Playoffs, baby. We're in a hunt here. We're uh, 
meaningful football tail end of December and January, right? We got seven and seven. I mean, a lot of people on this podcast thought this team was going to be a, uh, a one in 16, two and 15 team. We're here looking at 500 and December. It's going to take a lot of seven and sevens to watch this team moving forward. A lot of seven and sevens. <laughs> so listen, I was just saying that the, that Saints game that we played, we mm-hmm. had the tiebreaker. We need, we need some help from uh, Dolphins, Carolina or Atlanta. And we just got to, you know, go into the giants this week and take care of business again against the, I guess Jake Fromm was going to be the quarterback because they benched Glennon. Um, we're going against the next another third stringer. Um, I don't know. Got to come out firing. Is that at home? I think it is. It is at home. Day after Christmas. Home field advantage. Day after Christmas. Beautiful thing. I mean, am I the only one excited here? No, well, I mean, hey, any any win for the Eagles in my book is is uh is somewhat you know uh enjoyable you know regardless of you know what what's going on throughout the season you know that's our, that's our team we should we should celebrate in some capacity you know um it's just uh I, you know i i hope we see um we see somewhat of the same team you know uh, on sunday that we did uh you know today i i hope we see what we saw the back end of this game uh, continue into, into the giants game, um, you know, but it's a short, real short week. Uh, it's a real weird week, but you know, like they say, you know, no one cares about your problems uh, in the NFL. So, you know, there's no excuses. Uh, you got to go in, take care of business, prepare like a, prof- like a professional should. And, and, you know, I think on paper, we're definitely, you know, uh, the better team, uh, you know, stacked up against the Giants. I do believe that we're the better team and and the better teams uh, should win. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully that's the case. And we and can run, uh, run the ball, run the and ball. We, and we can keep things interesting. And run, yeah, and run and run the ball. And I think, I think, um, you know, I think they're starting to really <laughs> grasp that concept, <laughs> which is nice to see. What yeah. is that, that Jesse? I, you probably, I think you either pass it on to us or it was one that we saw tonight. Like they've, they've been running the ball for like 175 yards a game for the past, like how many games. And then like, that's only the 85 bears ran more or something. But he just dropped his stat here. This is even the, bad. Yeah. The stat over I dropped their last even. seven games, the Eagles are out rushing their opponents. 15, uh, 1501. To five fifty four. I mean, can we shout out to the offensive line? I mean, patchwork, patchwork all over the place. Jeff Stoutland should be a uh, should get a, a trophy, um, a statue, something um, for patchwork offensive line. And our two guys going down, not having Dillard as a backup, not having Dickerson. Get Suapeta in there. Yeah, Mylotta had a few penalties tonight, but man, Kelsey out there blocking. Lane Johnson out there blocking. Um, come on. And give the offensive of line some love. And you figure, you know, some of the issues that Mylotta had were probably because <coughs> his, his guard wasn't there. Yeah. Or he's got too much eye makeup on his face. Or that. that. But I it's mean, who, like, Mylotta? Yeah. Yeah. He looks like he's in the goal. He looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger in Predator. <laughs> Mylotta might. 
I mean, we we're talking about an offensive line that might send when it's all said and done, they might be sending three guys to the Pro Bowl. Hmm. We like that stat, don't we, Jesse? It could be Mylotta, Kelsey, and, and Lane all gone. So, I mean, Kelsey's having another all-pro year. Um, Jalen made some really great throws in the second half. You know, Sirianni ripped into him, and he he's admitted as much that he ripped into him. But, you know, this this is the type of game that, that shows the character of a player, like, he was not having a good first quarter and you know, that second fumble Sirianni rips in, bumps him, chest bumps him and rips into him. And oh, I didn't see the chest bump. There yeah. Chest like bump. he, he bumped oh, him and like, love it. Um, and, and so, you know, that happens and, you know, it's, it's sink or swim at that point. A player can go in the tank and have, and just self-destruct or they come out guns blazing. And Hertz showed all the character that he's got. Like he didn't, he didn't wither under that. And he stepped up, elevated his game and played a great second half and got the help. The Eagles get, get, get a W and, um, the, the, you know, the only thing that I really like, I'm not going to fault him on much, but like that, that throw that he had to Smith in the corner of the end zone. It's like, I get it. He's your guy and Smith can usually catch everything, but. And he's double covered. Yeah. Like he's double covered and. And you had a guy in Gainwell that was streaking off of the, off the linebacker that probably would have been wide open. So like, Smith was probably his first read and it, you know, it was a bad read. Well, well, it's probably a play that worked all week in practice and he thought he saw something and it wasn't there. And, you know, it's, it's a double-edged sword because earlier in the game, Smith makes that ridiculous play down the sideline that, you know, the, the announcers and the refs are like, Oh, he didn't catch that. It's a shame. He was out of bounds. And it's like, no, he got that. And, you know, so when he does shit like that, Jalen is like, okay, I, he's got that. And, you know, that was one of the things at Alabama, he, that they always talked about when he played with Mac Jones, he would say, he would, Mac would say like, nothing is, there is no ball that's thrown out of bounds with him. If he's near it, he's going to get it. Even if it's on the side of the field or you know the back corner or whatever, if he's near it, it's out of bounds. He's pulling it back in and and he's going to catch it. And already in his rookie year, he's showing that he can do that routinely. So, you know, the the one thing we really need now is beyond Dallas Goddard and you know Devontae is we need another guy because. Right now, defenses are keying on. They're 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 like, all right, cool. We're going to stop Smith, or we're going to stop Goddard. And and then Greg Ward comes out of the world. Yeah. So, but you you need a you need a a consistent one more consistent wide receiver because if you can get one more consistent wide receiver, Smith is going to put up monster numbers in this league because you used Darius Slay like we did earlier today. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a play. I love a so little what, play. Like so what are your guys' thoughts on uh, going back to Hertz? 
Um, you know, we, I, I think we're, we're all, you know, what I'm hearing is we saw some, some really, really questionable things, some red flags, and then, you know, his character and his, uh, his perseverance to kind of battle through those mistakes and keep his head on straight and, and, um, and turn things around, um, to, uh, you, you know, to, uh, battle through the second half and, and, and which he did, he, he overall, he, you know, he had himself a, a really, really impressive second half. Um, but like those two quarterback sneaks, like, what are your thoughts on that? I think, uh, it's cool. We got the six, but, would would any of you rather have seen a play being called for Jordan Howard, um, you know, there um, to kind of get, you know, our, our running backs some love um, and, you know, to kind of just get Jalen in the mindset of like, hey, man, you know, you don't always have to put it. It doesn't always have to be on your shoulders. You know, there's guys here that can that can that that are here to, you know take those hits and endure that endure that physicality. Um, it doesn't always have to be on, on number one. Um, I mean, is anyone, you know, did, did that ever like cross anyone's mind on this podcast? Cause I know the first one, okay, cool. You know, but the second one, it's like, did we really need Jalen to, to sneak it, it in? You didn't want to put him in harm's way. Is that what sort of you were getting at? Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah, I mean, on the, on the, in the grand scheme of things, do you want your franchise, soon-to-be franchise quarterback, I guess, getting popped in the side of the head? Because look, because look at what I mean. I just go back to 2017 when we had a very important game on the line, and our franchise at that time, our franchise quarterback having an MVP caliber year, decided to take it upon himself to score a touchdown to secure the game, and we all know how that ended up. It ended yep. his career, like. Yes. I mean, I, I guess the one difference is like with the sneaks and stuff, I don't really care about them because nobody's really getting, you're not getting ahead of steam at them. And he's, he's probably stronger than most defensive. Most he's probably stronger than most linebackers and probably most DNs. So you, it, that's not the issue. It's, it's some of his other running plays that are the that are the bigger worry where he's picking up speed and linebackers are picking up speed and you know when they get him it's going to be it's going to be a big collision now granted he's a large dude like i mean he's built more like McNabb than he's built like Vic mm-hmm. correct so you know he probably sorry Jess but you know it it's still like to Matt's point it's not a recipe for uh, a long career. Right. So, I mean, it, tonight it did seem like he was willing to, you know, baseball slide it a little more often in the second half. When yeah, he, he would, when he would take off on runs and, you know, that's what I'd like to see a little more of that and a little less of the, you know, trying to stretch out every, you know, if it's, if it's the NFC championship game, go buck wild, bro. Right. But in a losing season where you're trying to make the playoffs with a couple games left to play, eh, let's, 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 and, 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 and let's not forget he, he needs the, him more than anyone needs the, these games to prove that he's the guy. Moving yeah. Forward. Like, come on, bro. Let's, 
just slide, pop up, do a pop up slide. Let's let's keep going. So yep. hopefully he can keep um, he can keep doing that. But um, I mean, strictly thinking like goal line, like it's much better than taking the pass play in my opinion. So like your your choices are and and as not an offensive coordinator, but if I was an offensive coordinator, I, I always laugh when, you know, it's a one, you need one yard and teams, you know, have a, a back, you know, a back in the backfield and they got to run four yards to get one. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm of the coaching aspect where if you, all you need is one yard, you have your center and your guard sort of just, you know, pancake somebody and, and the, and the quarterback can go behind to get one yard in the case tonight. Like, it doesn't bother me. Like he, he looks like a guy who can take a hit and he has taken hits. I know like we have like the Wentz thought in our mind about what happened with him. Um, so yeah, I don't like, I don't like to see him take hits, but he like to Jesse's point, like he is a more of a McNabb type running quarterback that I think can, and is pretty strong. And I think he can take some of the shots and, if he's our best bet at the one yard line, I'd much rather have him than someone like Miles Sanders, who quite honestly, that, play, him, that play call was terrible, but like watching him, like he sort of like gets to the, gets to the line of scrimmage or, you know, a little bit past that second level. And then he sort of like, he avoids contact and it's, it sort of looks like he like slows down. He doesn't like get that like power push that I think like, like Jordan Howard has a little bit, right. but again, like on the goal line, you know, your back is three or four yards back. I'd rather have the Jalen Hurts, you know, one yard quarterback sneak. That's that's my thing. Cause yeah, so to answer your question, it didn't bother me, but there's always that, ooh, you know, coming off tackle or something around. Yeah. So getting hit that way, you know, is always a concern. But again, when you have a running quarterback, Lamar, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, like any of those guys it's going to be one of those things where when they're running, you want them to get down and hope that they don't take a shot late, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and screw themselves up for the game or their career. Or, yeah. Know, I mean, I mean, we saw it firsthand, like that hit on Carson Wentz changed his career. Mm-hmm. He was never the same. He was never the same player mentally or physically after that hit. Yeah. Like dudes, Dude said, I am coming after his rookie year. Like Alshon Jeffrey, I'm coming to play with Carson Wentz. They saw something in him. He's playing an MVP year, dives into the end zone to try to put the game away, and his leg gets blown to bits, and he's never the same. He's never the same. His his whatever, that that injury and that pain and everything else broke him, and he he'll never be the same guy again. So yeah, I mean you you have to you have to be um, coming into that. He's Bill's favorite player, so I mean he is. Uh, you know there was a to what you were saying there was a crazy stat that I saw because they were talking about I think it was the Ravens where they did that um, end around on fourth down where they went for it on fourth, and there was a stat that teams that do either like a, an end around or like a, a pitch to the out, a pitch and dive to the outside that play. Those two plays are actually more successful on fourth down than any other play for fourth on a, on a fourth down play than a pass oh. and a run up the middle than anything. The, the, 
quick pass or the pitch out. Either way, it's those are the most oh. successful. Basically, the pitch out more than anything, but like the pitch out all is is a higher probability than just about anything else, because if you sell it right, the defense is going to collapse the middle of the pocket and it's an easy five or six yards. I mean, the one play that they ran where they had three wide at the top and then like two at the bottom, I think they even said on the telecast um, there was only one DB there. Mm-hmm. So when I think it was Rager that caught that ball. Yeah. It was, you know, of course he didn't get it in the end zone, but I mean, he, he did cover what, like eight, eight or nine yards. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was one or two yards short, but still he's not like, I, I don't know what's going on with him. Like from the kickoff or the punt perspective, like he's re- like, it's funny how you watch a guy like Carter tonight on the, on the Washington football team. And then you watch Rager, you're like two totally different speeds, right? Yeah. And Rager was sort of that guy that, was touted as being like a return specialist and fast. And man, he is, it's like he lost a step somewhere. Like he's super hesitant. He doesn't get a burst of speed. He kind of just like waits and then he runs behind a blocker. Mm-hmm. It was kind of weird. That Carter kid is fun to watch, man. He is really fun to watch. It, dude, it's, it, and it, it, cause I, I, th- I forget where I, where I saw it or where I read it, but like, it really seems like it's a it's a mental thing with him. There's a block somewhere that he just can't he just can't do it right now. And and you hope that you hope that in the off season that maybe the Eagles can work with him and get him some sort of like a a, a, a like a mental health coach or like a sports a sports psychologist or something to help him get over this because I mean, he wasn't the fastest guy in college, but he was pretty quick mm-hmm. and you watch him now and you're like, did he get hurt? Like, did, did he get like a, did he pop a knee that nobody knew about? Did he, you know, tear an Achilles that he magically healed from? Cause like, yeah, you're right, John. He's, he's not the same guy. Now maybe tonight, he was what, like three catches for fifty some yards. So maybe, maybe this is something that he can build on. And you know, maybe in three days, <laughs> you know, maybe in three days he can he can take that next step, and maybe they can get them get the ball a little more often. I mean, because and it it really seems like, especially now with with Devonte. And and Dallas really taking that next step on this team of being the the primary options on offense, it's going to start opening the field up. And I hope that Rager can be the, one of those guys that that can you know take advantage of it. And it's it's more than just because he was a first round pick, but you know you you hope for the guy like yeah. Nobody had anything really bad to say about him coming out of college. You know, for everything you read about him, he was just, you know, in a bad situation on a bad team. I The one thing I did hate tonight, though, is every time that announcer in the stadium announced, like, you know, this guy's punting and back for the Eagles return, Jalen Rager, everyone's doing, like, that is not good for anyone's confidence level. Like, yeah. The home team fans, like, it's one thing that, I, that, like, bothers the hell out of me is, like, don't like there are times to boo and I get that, but like give them, give them a reason to boo. Like 
give them, you know, it's a new game. It's a fresh start. Don't just like start booing the kid. Like, you know, that doesn't help anyone. Like, you know, at the end of the first half, if the team plays like shit, it's a collective boo. But every time the kid went back there to fill the punt or was on a kickoff return, like they were booing the shit out of him. It's like, come on, guys. You know, give him a little bit of – try to help him with a little bit of confidence. Yeah. Uh, I mean – It would also be a miss. We have to discuss this scheduling move that the NFL did and COVID and how it's affecting – everything with, 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 with sports and, and at least football for right now. Cause this is, this was such a, a mess in my opinion, the way that was handled and like, and you just said, Jesse, in four days, we got to turn around and play another game. And, and it's not like four days of, you know, we're in the middle of October. It's we're in December and we, everyone's got Christmas yeah, holidays. So it's like, that one day is kind of a wash. I don't imagine them practicing on Christmas. Um, yeah, it makes me wonder how many more guys are going to be test positive because right. they're flying home for Christmas and being with oh, God no, knows I'm, who. I'm, I'm, I'm absolute. Like, there's no – those dudes are – it's probably like surrender all driver's licenses at the, at, at the NovaCare. Or how about, like, how about like playing the team tonight? I don't know. You guys might have mentioned this or I was talking to somebody else about it. Like, how about playing the team tonight that was basically like pay, they had all patient zeros on it, mm-hmm. and then you tackle a guy, or you know you're at the bottom of a pile with a guy, or whatever, and 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 they were the team that basically had a, a whole bunch of cases. So like, how do you know it's not going to be like two or three days where people are going to get symptoms on the Eagles and then fuck us? Yeah, you know, in four days, it's like it's I, I don't know how you. It sucks that they moved it. But like, I, I don't see why they moved it. Like they didn't, there wasn't anything that way pushing it two days that she, like helped change it. It wasn't like all to give Gil, to give Gilbert like two more days to learn the playbook. Well, that's the, that's the Washington football team's fault. You know, like that's not the Eagles fault. That's not the NFL's fault. Like, you know, I, I maybe because they had to, didn't didn't they play the Rams earlier in the season and they moved that game or something happened, or, or was it last year? It something was last year. They haven't moved. It was game last year. They year. didn't move any games okay. this year. So maybe it's kind of like a hey, thanks for being so okay with us moving the Rams game. We're going to help you out this year. Like I, I don't know. I don't know how the NFL works, but I just think it was such a mismanagement of like schedules and and all yeah. that. Shit. You know, and it, it if you wanted to say. You know, throw a bone to the Eagles. Be like, hey, we know this is no fault of yours, and we're we're screwing you a little bit. We're gonna push your Sunday game to Monday. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that would be fair, like in my opinion. But you know, uh, you know, and you know, they put, so what? It competes with another Monday night football game. Like, does the NFL not want that? Like, I don't even know what Monday's NFL. What's Monday night's NFL game? Is it the Saints Dolphins? It, it may have gotten a little sticky with TV contracts or with the networks or something. You never know. Um, yeah, next week's Monday, right? The 16th, right? Week 16? No. no yeah, next, week 16. Yeah, so Dolphins Saints is the Monday Night Football game. So, like, we, we, we couldn't add two games. It's, it's, like, it's not like two games on Monday nights unheard of, you know? So – you're, you're exactly right. Oh, yeah, they do doubleheaders all the time. On well, there's going to be a month. There's going to be – there were two this week. Yeah. 
But one was a makeup game, right? Yeah. Right, but they moved the but see, this is the fuck the fuck fest that we're dealing with. They took a Saturday game and moved it to Monday. So like that's the reason why we had two Monday night games. If you moved ours, but I get but then I guess you guys is it because of travel or is it because of travel or uh but but we but the Eagles and Washington and the Giants, I think we all sort of play each other now. So like it's not a huge deal that the Giants come down here like early or I don't know. I I just think it's a I think it's a mess. I think it's an absolute mess. I think what they did was bullshit. I think that I'm glad we came out on top of it. I think the fact that they were allowed to have players that were out of protocol play is bullshit um, because we had guys because we waited and we got screwed because we had two guys. But again, like somebody said in the beginning, like nobody cares, right? But nope. I think when you think of competitive advantage, I think that's a whole you know different bag of worms because I mean, if Taylor if Taylor Heineke plays tonight, the game is a completely different game. Would you agree? Oh yeah, it's probably closer. Right. So what they, they get the benefit of having their guy come back and we lose two guys, two of our guys. Like I, I don't see how it's. And they fair. sent out, they sent out that memo at the beginning of this year. If yeah. the outbreak starts on a team because of an unvaccinated player, that team is penalized. And then what's so, going to happen. What's going to happen in the playoffs now? Like, you know, this is just going to keep this is going to get worse and worse. But yeah, like you you keep seeing the the charts for certain areas, and it's like, yeah, th- right now this thing is spreading worse than any. Oh yeah, this this variant is has been proven so far to be quite a quite a it's pain as, in the ass. It's well, it, it it's as transmissible as measles, hmm. which is one of the most transmissible diseases in the world. So we go around licking some doorknobs like it's the 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 NHL had to shut down for for a little while. Like it's it's going to get wild. And, you know, to me, it's crazy that like New York City's still doing the ball drop. Um, I mean, there's a there's a I mean. What was the other thing today that I oh they're doing like a polar bear plunge down here? I'm like, that's a great idea. A polar bear plunge in the middle of a pandemic when you're getting into like 30 degree water. Oh, oh and yeah. then they're doing a concert afterwards. Great. Sign me up. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys. So what happened to Miles Sanders at the end of the game? They said that they were they pulled him out to they didn't want him basically to overexert himself because he was coming back from injury. Well, I'm reading here. He he got hurt. Oh well, all I saw was he was pulled because they were free, they didn't want to. Uh, who knows? What, what what did you read? What what part of his body did he hurt? It just says Miles Sanders seemingly got hurt with Howard finishing out the game. So I don't I don't know what that means, other than he's hurt to some degree. I don't know if anybody agrees, but like I guess, like I said before, watching him run, like when he when he has a hole, like okay, he can like he sort of has McC- LaShawn McCoy sort of cut cutting yeah. a little bit, but he runs cautiously. It's right. like, like he doesn't he doesn't hit it. He doesn't hit it. You know, both of those times down the sideline when like Kelsey was blocking or Lane Johnson was blocking, 
you saw how frustrated Jason Kelsey was. Like if he sort of like would have slowed down a little bit and sort of cut back and went behind Kelsey, I think he would have been up for a touchdown. And the same thing with Lane Johnson on, he was blocking and dude, they were just like, if you just like took the brakes a little bit on, I knew there was two defenders. He must still be that. He he must, that ankle must still be. He's, he's, it's something. You know, what's, what's, what I've always thought was weird with him is he is so much not, the prototypical, you know, and I hate to say this, but like you, but you really can look at the way certain colleges or conferences play. And, you know, you, you can look at the big 10 and they always have these backs that are going to run through you. You know, they might have some, you know, some, some side to side to them, but you know, the big 10 always has typically has always had dudes that are going to run you the fuck over. And, you know, then you have the the ACC, which will have the, you know, the the the, the guys like um, Lashawn, the that are the more shifty guys, the the cut on, you know, the cut guys, mm-hmm. and then the SEC has the either the the monsters that could be borderline linebackers or speed merchants, and then the Big Twelve and Pac Twelve just have track stars, and. So, you know, it's so weird that he played in a conference that for a running back and at a school that never has, barely has, you know, mediocre quarterback play, Mm -hmm. that he's so hesitant to to just hit the hole and or, or just ride the scene. He's always like, oh, let me, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna follow the crease. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna try to stutter and, and it, it's frustrating because sometimes if he just would hit the crease a little more often, now granted, you know, maybe one, every one out of 10 times, he'll do that. He'll hold up for an extra second and a bigger play opens up. But those other eight or nine plays, it's just like, follow your blockers, man. There, there's three or four yards that are right there. Or like, or work on like pass catching more because they obviously the team obviously brought in another guy who was a better pass catcher. Yeah, you know, and then run and then you know bit blitz pickup. You know, that's another thing that he always struggled with. Oh, he's terrible at blitz pickup. And then you then you have Jordan Howard who you watch as you know a guy basically at the tail end of his career you know was going to retire and you know we're we have him on our roster and he's just like a bulldozer. Yeah. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's nice to have like a couple different flavors of, you know, a type of running back, you know, a guy who's a bruiser, a guy who's a little, you know, swifter, you know, and then a guy like who can catch out of the backfield and get like game well. But like, you know, where was Boston Scott? Like, he's another guy like, you know, I, if you're going to run the ball as much as you're going to run, I'd rather you know, rotate guys as much as possible. Like, you know, Boston Scott's got that little Darren Sproles esque you know feel to him he wouldn't be a bad guy to use in the rotation but i don't know I, the the hype around miles i'm like everyone said like oh he was better than saquon but he didn't get much notoriety because saquon was there it's like I, saquon doesn't really push the needle for me either like it, it's it's it goes back to our our discussions about drafting and you know the the giants get saquon did they did they did they move the needle with him? Like he's not helping that organization as much as someone like a Derrick Henry 
or Jonathan Taylor. I think is. there's another guy just rattled by an injury. You know, yeah. he's still he's still trying to to get back to a hundred percent. I mean, I mean, he did what? He did his knee, and then he did his ankle almost immediately. Yeah. So he's had a bad go, at, you know. And then he's had a top, rough road. And then on top of it, he's not running behind a, a line like, you know, the Eagles' offensive line, which is like three bulldozers, you know, a dump truck and and like a a wrecking ball. Like it's a it's a different it's a different thing up there. So, and you know, this game will be interesting because I'm sure those um, soft baby bitches are still upset about us knocking them out of the playoffs last year. So I'm sure they're going to bring everything they can. Yeah. Um, and talk about a, talk about an offense on paper. You're like, Oh, it's kind of scary, right? You got Galladay. Well, I strong shepherd's done. Um, you know, uh, who's the other guy I'm thinking of? Slayton. They got Tony. Mm-hmm. Tony. And then you have Saquon. They got a decent tight end. And don't they have Rudolph and Ingram? Um, so it's not like they don't have weapons. It's just the problem to the guy that they have, you know, ex-SEC guy, right? And uh, Jake Fromm, Georgia Bulldog, right? Yeah. I just know that the last time we – we're um, going up against the Giants. We were sniffing ourselves coming off of that win against the Saints. And we thought the the um, you know, the building was burning up in New York and they came and smacked us right in our fucking mouth. Yep. So, you know, I think we need to just stay the course. I think, you know, the the mojo that we started, you know, picking uh, creating, you know, in the back end of this game, let's carry it, you know, through to this next game. And um, and take nothing for granted, man. I think, you know, like they were saying in the game, I think um, Fletcher Cox was trying to stress, you know, to 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 his guys is like, you know, we can't take this team lightly, man. They're they wear helmets and shoulder pads just like us. And they're going to be coming after us and giving us all they got, you know, whether they're third stringers, practice squatters, whatever. Um, so, you know, we can't take them lightly and look what happened the first half. I mean, this game could have very well, you know, of, of taken a, you know, gone a different route had, had Nick Sirianni probably not ripped them all a new asshole, <laughs> you know, which he started to do on the, you know, visibly blatantly on the sidelines. Um, and I, and I guarantee you that like, like to your point, you know, during the game, John, I, I would not have wanted to be even a fly on the wall in that locker room <laughs> at halftime. I'm sure, I'm sure he lit that place up. So, because they came out, you know, fired up. It's, I mean, it's also nice to see like a coach with a little bit of emotion. No, no I'm, I'm not going to disregard Doug Peterson and what he did for city. Uh, there, there were times where his, his mannerisms on the sideline, were created into memes and people made fun of them and this that, and the other thing. But when you have a coach, like I'm, I'm, you know, the, the guy that's coming in on, on Sunday, Joe judge, like everybody thought that he was such a hard ass and nobody liked it. And then players really didn't like him. He, they were making him run laps. And there's a difference between a guy like that and a guy who like is yelling at his player. Cause he screwed up on the sideline to sort of like coach him up hard. And like to have a little bit of like, passion and not like you know uh being a dickhead about it well that's the thing i mean there's this like screaming to scream and then there's you know there's 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 passion 
you know, behind it. And that because and that, you know, passion evokes emotion. And I think that that's what we saw tonight in Nick. I, I didn't think that it was anything. I don't think it was anything blatant or, um, you know, um, out of line. I mean, it wasn't like he, I mean, he had every reason to, to get emotional and to get, you know, I sometimes guys need a kick in the ass, you know, and, and that's, and that's what that was. And it, and it came from the right place. It didn't come from, because the guy is just, you know, trying to be a cocky asshole. He's just, he cares, you know, he wants to see Jalen succeed. So it's like, you know, sometimes they need a little, a little extra, a little extra kick, you know? Well, and, and don't forget they had what? 17 days off. 23. Mm-hmm. Like, that, you, or at least Jalen had 23 because he was hurt, didn't play. Yeah, but I mean, like, the, the team overall, like, you, you can forgive them for being a little rusty when everything gets messed up because you figure, you know, typically, you know, you do your what Friday walkthrough, and then, mm-hmm. you know, so they're by the time they found out the game was postponed. They had already done their Friday walkthrough. They were ready to go. So then what do you do? What do you do Saturday and Sunday? And then Monday. You know, so okay. all these players have to. Probably I think just, it was just him saying, hey, guys, wake up. Yeah. Like, yeah. like the bye week's over like this. You know, we're not. And, you know, Washington may have had a lot of guys hurt or not hurt, but a lot of guys on the COVID list. But like, if you don't take it seriously, they. They're going to have no problem whooping your ass in your home stadium and taking the win. No, and they have a good coach. Let's not forget that. You know, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, they, the guys that they did have left on that team that were, you know, that weren't, um, you know, on protocol or anything, you know, I mean, those dudes are, these dudes are coached up. So, um, yeah, I, I just, you know, again, happy to see the Eagles win. Happy to see the, um, you know, the, the, the postseason run gives, gives us something exciting, something, you know, something to look forward to going into the holidays, um, you know, and hopefully, you know, they give us a, a, a late Christmas present, um, you know, this Sunday um, by beating the, the New York, the New York Giants, um, you know, uh, who doesn't love who doesn't love a little end of year holiday meaningful football? I would I would love to see the Eagles just to troll the um the Giants fans be like every ticket gets you a free large soda. I would I would love for the Eagles to just troll the ever loving shit out of the Giants. I don't think we're in the position to troll anyone right now. We're kind of like, you know, we kind of need to be you know, we need to show up with a little bit of a chip on our shoulder after getting our dicks kicked in from them last time. Yeah. And we got to take care of business. This isn't like we can't show up like we did in the first half of this game. It's got to be like you got to put 17 or 10 on the board in the first half and, and get a and get a cushion or something. Because like, what's the what's the what's our situation? Well, I mean, we basically have to win out. Right. I mean, if we lose, the, if we drop one. Well, so we're ranked, what, the Saints are seven, we're, Vikings are eight, we're nine. Um, yeah. Excuse me? Vikings, I'm sorry. Vikings are the sixth seed. 
Okay. Game oh, behind the Vikings. We're the seventh spot. We're, we're, I'm sorry, we're the eighth spot. Vikings are the seventh seed. We're behind the Vikings. Right. And the Vikings have a have a pretty doozy of a schedule coming up against the Rams, um, home against the Rams, and then away at Lambeau. Um, then they finish it out against the Bears. Um, so you, you'd, you'd think they go one and two, maybe, right? Yeah, figure two and one, just say best case. I mean, we got to win out. I think that's where you got to look at it. Is you got to win out. If anything less, you're scoreboard watching. I think if you we win out, we control our destiny. So if they, if they, if they win, if they win out, they have a ninety-seven according to five thirty-eight. If they win out, they have a ninety-seven percent chance to make the playoffs. If they lose to Dallas, they have a 45% chance to make the playoffs. We're talking wild card here, right? Yeah. yeah, we have no shot at the division. Yeah, what, this is wild card. Um, if they lose to the Giants oh, I think it's over and then. win the other two, they have a 46% chance. So basically no matter what they have to beat the Cowboys. Like that is the, I mean, actually no matter what, they just have to win two. If they win yeah. two, two, one, yeah, two, win two, it's a coin flip. If you get in, you win all three, the odds are you're getting in like very favorable, favorably. So. Yeah. Like if, so if you want, because the the five thirty eight thing will predict will do everything. So, the Cowboys. Do you think they're going to beat Washington? Yes. Yes. All right. So they have a win. So that really doesn't do anything to us. Do you think they're going to beat Arizona? Uh, Question. Both teams are sputtering. That's, a, playing that's good. a coin flip. I'm going to say Arizona wins that game. I'm going to say Arizona. All right. Wins. So Arizona wins that game. So if it's still at forty six percent. So like. Now let's go to the teams we're chasing for wild card, which is what the, the Vikings, Vikings and, and the Vikings. So do the Vikings beat the Rams? No, no. All right. So they lose to the Rams. That puts us up to 66%. Do they beat the Packers? No. That puts us at 75%. Do they beat the bears? Yes. Yes. The, that's at 76%. So if yeah. the Vikings lose two, we are we're most pretty, likely in. If we win two out of three, at least, even now what? Now the Saints. What do the Saints beat the Dolphins? Yeah, that's a good question. Yes. So John says yes. Yeah. So Depends we, on who suits we, up. <laughs> we move up in that. We, we'd have to hope that they lose one of the one of the next two games. So do they beat the Panthers or they beat the Fal or the Falcons? They beat, they both, beat both those teams. So we need the Dolphins to beat them. <laughs> so if yeah. if the Saints win out, mm -hmm. the Saints win out, they win their division, and we have a six percent chance at the playoffs. Six percent. Six. Yeah. So we're sort of out as well because we held the tiebreak with them. We both be ten and seven. If we win out, that's why we're ninety six percent. Basically. Because there's no way Minnesota's going to win out. There's just no way. And that's what that thing's saying. So if Minnesota loses one game, they're going to finish 9-8 and eight at best, and we'd be 10-7. and seven. So that's really the so best spot we can be in. We, we control our destiny. 
the Saints have to lose a game. If the Saints win out, we don't go to the playoffs. No, we beat the Saints head to head, though, Jesse. Ten well, to seven. No, that. Bill, they're the five thirty eight thing is saying if the Saints win out. No, but they'll be saying that's wrong because they'll be ten and seven, and so will we, and we beat them. That's five thirty eight wrong. I'm saying that I'm saying that's I wrong. I think I think Jesse would. I think you forgot to. I think the Eagles need to also win out. Yeah, like if we yeah, don't win out, out if we don't win out and the Saints yeah. win out, it's over. Like it's just over. Like, yeah, Bill. Fun. If we, yeah, so five thirty eight has us at ninety nine percent, has them at eighty five percent. If we both win out, right. But like if, if we went out, we, we already beat them head to head. We had the tiebreaker. We're in. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it's but we. It's, but it's if we drop game. a game and they went out, it's done. Then yeah, it's over. Yeah, then we're out because we'll be nine and eight, and they'll be ten and seven. So, no, we're in a good spot. Tie Minnesota. Minnesota is the team that has the tiebreak against us, but they got two tough games coming up that they're not going to win both those games. And and honestly, the Miami game is the one that they they need to they need to lose one of yeah. the division games. Yeah, yeah. No, like, I mean, if Miami can beat them, that's huge for us. I mean, that gives us a little breathing room. Well, sure. yes. If if they beat Miami, it's if they now we got to probably win out again. We're back to that winning out because you know. But you know, Carolina's a division game. You never know the Saints. I mean, I did not see the Saints winning nine nothing against them. Uh, injuries yeah. or not, I didn't see that coming. And that Detroit game, oh my goodness. So it's, I you know, it's it's any given Sunday. But Sean Payton's a good coach. He'll have those guys ready to go. If they beat the Dolphins, like they'll be, they'll, they'll be ready to go. But um, no, I mean, it just, it's uh balls in our court, so to speak. The hot, the hot take here though, is that I, I really think that the NFC is wide open. It's wide open. Um, I would argue that it's wide open. No, I think it's, there's no dominant, dominant team, but I really do think it's you got to beat Aaron Rodgers this year to go yep. to Super Bowl. Probably, and the, I mean the the Cardinals are scary. They if you get into a track meet with the Cardinals, it's going to get losing yeah. Nuke though. That hurts losing Nuke. I mean losing oh. DeAndre. That's a big loss for them. Well, and and the the Bucks lost half of their offense. Yeah, I mean right. Chris Godwin's going to be out until maybe the end of the playoffs. I mean that's a big loss. No, God, Bill oh. Godwin's done. Oh, he's done for the year? Yeah, he's done. So is Fournette. I mean, Godwin, that's huge. Fournette's Evans, gone. Go Hammy. In Fournette, is hurt. I mean, Fournette was a big part of that offense this year. He yeah, was like L2 Fournette all year. Like, he really did. And they lost the Levante David. And they lost uh, Evans. I'm sorry. Is it Levante David? or? Yeah, I think it was Levante David. Well, Bill, they, they came out today and said Godwin blew his ACL out. Yeah, boy. I thought it was MCL. I really wanted the Eagles to sign him, but not now. <laughs> I mean, he'll, he'll probably he'd probably be ready by the by the end of training camp. No, I guess he would. I guess it's just not giving money to a guy that just has that injury. Was it on that low? It was it on that low hit. Yeah, yeah, it was on that low hit, right? Yeah, that had um, that had uh, what's his nuts all 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 in a tizzy. Brady got upset about it. Um, uh, no, who's the guy? Who's no, the, Brady was Brady was complaining was, um, about it today in the, in an interview. Yeah, no, the guy calling the game. Uh, what's his name? Collinsworth. Yeah, he 
was they went to commercial and before they went to commercial, he said, all right, I, I, before I say anything, I have to compose myself and I will, I will, I will prepare what I want to say after, when we come back from commercial break, he knew that Chris Godwin got hurt on that. I mean, it was a dirty, it was a dirty hit. Like there's no need to. Well, when he said, he said that the league goes out of their way to protect the, the, the hits above the shoulder pads, but for guys like wide receivers, you know, the more dangerous hit overall is could quite possibly be the one that, you know, they're they're trying to, you know, force everyone to do, which is go lower. And, you know, that's just that's that 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 that's that could be career ending, you know, it, it's just for guys I, like, I just like I, I don't understand why the why these dudes constantly lunge at people's knees like go for their hips. You don't need to be blowing out guys' knees. You really don't. But the, the yeah, flip- it's amazing. You're right. It's just amazing the, the the disregard they have for their bodies when they just these defenders. Even like T.J. Edwards. I'm sorry, I mean to cut you off. Like Antonio Gibson had like a three or four yard run and was clearly being tackled, and he just speared. I mean, speared in, and he just missed him. But it's like no regard for his body. Just was just like ball carrier. Ball carrier me kill him. And it was, I mean, he missed him, but yeah, it's insane. These guys just, they just lunge their bodies. It's insane. I, I don't understand why, especially as these braces are getting lighter and more comfortable. I do not understand why more players don't wear knee braces. I, I don't. Why does the, why does the Reaper wear one on his, on his, his elbow still a big old one? The it's just a it I think it's just a precaution because it was a lingering injury from that um he like hyperextended it or something. Yeah, like it's 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 probably gonna be an issue for the rest of the year. Okay. I just see that that thing is so gonky. Yeah, I feel like I just I mean I, I hear what you're saying, Jesse, but I mean these guys, the Bill's point, these guys are launching themselves with no regard for their body. Oh uh, yeah. And well, it's like I don't think a brace is going to help. Well, no, it what what a brace will do is it'll break your leg. And if I'm an athlete coming from somebody that, that had, you know, moderate to, to severe damage to his knee and a joint, I would have taken, if I could have picked, Oh yeah. They always say, yeah, a bone break over, they always say you over what I did to my knee. I'd have been you'd, like you'd, you'd want to break, break yeah, lower they, leg. They always say that you you want to break the you want because they you, you set it and forget it and then yeah, like and you're back. All yeah. I have, you know, after that surgery, I had arthritis. at At 18 years old, I had arthritis in my left leg. <laughs> that that's only gotten worse as I as I've gotten older, and that was just damage to one ligament and a lot of cartilage, like. These dudes now are like blowing out two or three ligaments, and yeah, I I I would take the I would take the broken leg over over that any day of the week. And so, but yeah, but to to back to the Bills point with the Reaper, I just think it's it's one of those things that rest and rehab is all he really needs to do. But you can't really do rest and rehab in the middle of a, of an NFL season Not in the middle of meaningful football playoff run. Right. So, well, and, and he's a guy that 
he's a guy that never missed a game at Alabama. He never missed a game. I don't think he even missed a game at high school. Love that kid. And the only time he missed game time was <laughs> after he put up what? Four touchdowns on, on uh, Ohio State, and he had two of his fingers broken. That was the only time that he ever came out of a game. Is was in the national championship after he broke a couple fingers. So, like, he he's he's not like there definitely would have been guys that have been like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna shut it down for the rest of the year. My elbow hurts. He's just like, do we have a brace that can make it work? Cool, I'm good. So he'll be he'll be back next year. Still little, but he's so good, dude. He's he just routes DBs up and makes them look so dumb. It's so amazing. They'll put I mean, some muscle I, on him. They'll, I, they'll have him in the weight room. Well, I mean, that, and that's the thing. Like they, Alabama's weight room and weight conditioning program is almost as good as a pro program, and they couldn't put weight on him. And like he even said, he's like, I've been trying to put weight on. I just, he's just a dude that's going to be skinny for the rest of his life. He's just going to be a skinny dude, but he's strong. Um, I mean, maybe that maybe in an NFL weight room where he doesn't have to worry about going to class and doing stuff like that, he gets a full off season. Maybe he can put, and even if he could put five pounds of muscle on his frame, I think that would do a world of good for, for him. But like, the one thing that Alabama did with him that I'm kind of glad that Eagles don't is they did a lot of like, they did a lot of screens with him and a lot of just weird little end arounds and flicks and just things that he, that you would probably, you could probably get away with once or twice in an NFL season. But after that, you're just asking for him to get destroyed on a play like that. So it's like, Maybe maybe Nick keeps that one in his back pocket to, you know, to, to like, you know, win an, win a championship game, you know, and, and then it's whatever. Let's all the all the chips are on the table. Let's just let's do it. But until then, let's not try to break our 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 new toy just yet. OK, so as we wrap up this episode. Let's let's go around. Let's get predictions. December twenty sixth, day after Christmas. Giants at Eagles. What's everyone think? Oh, it's a win. It's a it's a it's a. That's a lead pipe lock. Like that's a win. You have to win that game. Bill. Yeah, Tessie's right. It's it's uh. It's we win by two, three touchdowns. Like we're gonna come out, we're gonna come out rolling. I think, I think we're gonna. I think, I think they're a dead team. We're gonna apply the kill shot on Sunday. I'd have to agree. I'm locking it in. Win. I think we win by two touchdowns. John's eating that W. John, John's not sure. John, John's thinking. John's on the fence. John's on the Jake Elliott game. Listen, you come out is it, playing is this like a double this double doing part two. You come out playing like you did this game. I mean, I, I think the Giants are a better team, to be honest with you. You know that stat they showed um, on the post game when the, with the last seven games running? 
The, yeah. the lowest run total of any game was the Giants, 33 carries. Look what happened. That yeah. was the game that we're just – I mean, obviously, I'm going to get into it. It's like, don't get cute. Don't try to th- throw the ball. Three picks. Run, hand the ball. Do your job. Everybody goes home happy. So, And then, hey, maybe mix in a little bit of Kenny Gainwell, too. Kids got spark. I would love to see gains. I would give love to see gains. Like, give them two, three, four carries, the two, three screen passes. Well, yeah, yeah. Have he's have catch, he's gonna catch the ball. He didn't catch it. Return one drop. The ball I mean, more. all right, Nick. I mean, I get it. You know, like you're not Bill Belichick, Sirianni. Give the kid a break. You know, he had a bad drop. You know, but he clearly got something. He's clearly got something. Like you got to get this kid involved. I, I like mean, even on that kickoff, the ball more. he picked up at the four and like jogged to the twenty past like two guys. It was just like I get out of my way. <laughs> it was, he's he just has that like that it speed. So yeah, hopefully we can incorporate him. So we'll see, Nick, Coach. I'm sorry, Coach. I just respect Coach. Now you're 500. Now you're 500. I give you some I'll put some some respect on that name. Now oh, 500. Breaking news: Bill's actually respecting the coach. He, he wow. did his job. Are, th- are, th- are things warming up over there? He, he did. Uh, he did coach it. He did call a pretty good game tonight too. I will agree. He, with that. he did. Yeah, I I can see. You know, he really stayed the course. There was a. Could have easily got a little pass happy when Jalen started throwing the ball pretty good. It's like, all right, this is a good play, but they're good play action plays, so keep the run going, <laughs> you know. So yep. no, he did it. I think it's, uh, you know, he turned off the he, he turned off Howie's ear button in his mic to let him uh, dictate <laughs> next series. It's it's one of those things watching a coach from beginning to end of season and seeing the ups and the downs. Right, it seems to me watching the games, I'm more comfortable with him as the coach because I'm not, I'm not like, Oh, he's going to run some weird, dumb, dumb play on fourth down or whatever. Like he's, he seems like he's got like a little bit of, you a know boring. where he had me, John, and he, where he w- really won me over. And I'll keep this brief is when he kept the three points on the board, he could have taken the five and gone fourth and one. And we were running and going, would you see Jalen James like, you go for it. If something crazy happens and we don't get it, now it's still a one-touchdown game, and it would have been tied, a lot different vibe. That was so smart, two scores, you're dominating the game, don't get cute, don't take points off the board in the second half ever. Thank you, Nick. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Kind of like a little epiphany of to kind of like – Because that would have been a tie game, and not that it would have maybe ended differently, but it's a whole different mindset, 17-17 – as opposed to 2017, get some first downs and if you score, great kind of deal. So as opposed to, oh, my God, we have to score to win the game. And, you know, Jalen could have stepped up, but I was just so cringing because when he went to Jalen, Jalen was like, go for it. And like Nick liked it. I was like, oh, God, shut up, Jalen. Shut your dirty mouth. And, uh, and Nick's like, no, nah, the field goal. I was like, thank you, Nick. Thank you. <laughs> okay. oh, yay. Yay, coach. I think that that's one of the things that I, I like about him too, is like, he seems like he's growing. You know what I mean? So, some coaches kind of stay stagnant. And really? doesn't like, oh, my, philosophy, my philosophy and I do this. Right. He's, he's building what his philosophy wants to be, you know, and, I, and I can, and I can respect that. It's, it's, it's ebbing, ebbing the flow with coaches. Did, did everyone sort of bully him into the running thing? I don't know, but it seemed to work. So let's kind of. I think he's like, fine, I'll run the ball, idiot. He's like, wait a minute. Holy shit. This is working great. <laughs> Hold on. I got a great idea, guys. Let's run the ball. <laughs> that's, 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 it. that's like, 
we should be in the playoffs already. If you did this all year, didn't wait till week five or six. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I guess what's done is done. But it's like, boy, oh, boy, you know. I mean, and then you and then going back to sort of I'll touch on it for two seconds. But like the, the frustration I think that I had with some of you guys when we were texting is like now take a, take a, take a step back. Look at this team. Look at the holes from the beginning of the season. Then having some injuries. Right. And see where we are now. You're kind of like, wow, this could have went one of two ways halfway you know, in the beginning of the season, that, that uh, rough stretch. Right. And the fact that the, our, our second half of our season, you know, after those, that stretch sort of turned around because, you know, we were playing mediocre teams, our schedule got, you know, less hard, but also you look at the players and you go, okay, well they stepped up like Marcus Epps. Like, I don't think the guy's a pro bowler, but like hole filled and played well and tackles like, um, I, I know TJ Edwards like playing okay, not a Pro Bowl linebacker, but you know filling a role, being the 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 quarterback on the defense. You know Slay. You know I open my mouth, insert full with him. He's playing really well. Um, so I go across the board. I think there's a lot of guys here that we sort of put in as band aids because we need to we need to fill out the roster. And a lot of these guys like. Actually, are playing okay. Like they're not the Nate Garys of the world, or the you know the um, you know insert player that we've had in the last few years that stink that stunk here. You know what I mean? Um, so credit to credit to the organization, man. Like it's fun to watch football like this. You know whether it's ups and downs, but it's fun to watch this stuff in December and still have a chance to fight for a playoff spot because. It would, it would, it sucks being a Lions fan, I'm sure. All right, I'm just putting it out there. I'm putting it out there. If we, if we don't get cute, we run the ball, we stay the course, we make adjustments when needed, and we, we quit with, we quit the stupid penalties. I say we went out. Well, not just that. You know who we play as a wildcard team? Dallas. Yeah. Oh, that would be fantastic. Back to back. Big D. Back to back. I mean, I think that Dallas game, I was like, are they going to play their starters or are they not? Because they're going to already be in the playoffs. Well, they might be playing for positioning to be a three seed, maybe, or, you know, they could be playing for seeding still and to keep us out of the playoffs. I mean, they might not want to see us. They might rather play Minnesota round one than us. So they're like, dude, we got to beat these fuckers now. And then we'll play Kirk Cousins or we got to play Jalen. What if they have a colossal failure and just lose the rest of the games? What would that bring their record to? Who, the Cowboys? Yeah. They still have, uh, I think, I don't know. I think they have, I think they're 10 and four right now. I mean, they'd be 10 and seven, I guess. Okay. So if the, if, but we have two division losses, though. We have so we'd already be done because we looked at the Giants game ended our division hopes, basically. Bill, if um, if the Cowboys run the table, they have a thirty-three percent chance at a buy. So yeah, so they they you know they could be playing for something that last week easily. I mean, they could or you know at least playing the two seed to where they're not you know like I said so. If, or they're not. So they could be locked the, in the four. 
if the Packers go, if the Packers lose to Cleveland and beat Minnesota, and they beat us, they have a first round bye. So like, I don't think the Packers the, are losing to the the, the Cowboys. The Cowboys are going to have everything to play for. Unless I think, I think Aaron Rodgers is so dialed in right now. I think, I think as long as they don't get hurt with Devonta and Aaron Jones or Dylan's okay. One of them's there. I think, I think this is the year Aaron Rodgers busts through the NFC again. I, I mean, I, I didn't see him losing last year, but man, I think he's just watching that Baltimore game. It's just insane. He walks on the field just like, all right, I need a touchdown. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a touchdown this shot. All right. He has so many weapons. Too. He's just so good. Like, you just watch him play, and he just, like, throws the ball, like, nine out of ten times, like, perfectly where it has to be thrown. Whether he slows the game down. Right, only he can catch it. It's just like. He slows the game down. It's, it's like, insane. It's just insane how good he is. And But, again, he choked last year. I think he played really bad against Brady. At home in the t- in title game, I think he missed a lot of open guys that he normally doesn't miss. So it's you know it's it's a whole different thing. But uh, I think he, I agree with you, Bill. I think he's the best. He's on the best team in the NFC. But here's my hot take: the NFL does not want Aaron Rodgers to be up in that podium podium holding Lombardi Trophy. Oh no, they did. don't. But they didn't want Brady that year. They didn't want Brady into Deflake and they had the clown shirt. I mean, they were all wearing the clown shirts for Goodell, Matt Patricia, and those guys. They had the clown after they won and beat the Rams. I mean, yeah. I mean, imagine Goodell had to hand the trophy to them again. It's like, oh, you cocksuckers. No, I, I think I I think John. <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, congratulations. Yeah, way to go. All I mean, he could, he could go. Yeah, he could go to. No, I agree. Football. I think Aaron Rodgers is is if. If Goodell could do what he did to John Gruden, what he did, he would do it to Aaron Rodgers if he could. And like Rodgers doubled down on all that COVID stuff today on a podcast. Whereas yeah, no, Aaron. I, I don't think Aaron in good graces. I mean, it's, no. it's uh, with the league offices at least. I'm sure he gets some headaches. Well, let's not let's not round out this podcast talking about Aaron Dickhead Rodgers. <laughs> If, I mean, if you want to end it on a high, I mean, Jason Kelsey should be a Hall of Famer. Like, Absolutely. I think that's a good way to end it. He's he's so good. I, I like just, Kelsey and Lane Johnson. He's the he is the second oldest center in football playing with a fucked up foot, a fucked up ankle and a fucked so up. So is Lane going to be the center next year and not Lane um, sorry, Dickerson when now, he retires? I don't. I mean, Dickerson looks right now looks to be like an All Pro guard. Do you really move him off of that? Who else? Who who will take Kelsey's spot next year? Um, the one kid, that, the one kid that got hurt. I think they really liked him at center. Oh, okay. I mean, nah, Kelsey, Kelsey I mean, on this, so fun to watch. Well, also, don't forget, like Kelsey's Kelsey's hurt, but he's watching this team come together. Like he might be looking at the way this team is playing and being like, you know what? I'll give it, I'll give him, I'll give it two more years. Well, yeah. Depending on what they do with Jalen and everything, he might be like, I want another ring, man. I want another ring. He might. And then he might, you know, if, uh, if numb nuts upstairs has, has a decent draft, Kelsey might be like, Hey, we actually have some more players coming in. God forbid we find a free agent or two that actually contributes. Maybe we have to stick around another year. There we go. 
do. Yeah, we'll end it on that. Yeah, I would, I would, I would no love to see. Note. No problem ending on that note. <laughs> it would, it would be great to, to you know, because like everybody it, loves Dawkins, but like Dawkins almost pre, not really predates us, but like when we, when we really all got like really, really into football and started getting football, like Dawkins was already an established guy was, was coming into his own. Like we got to watch Kelsey from the beginning, like go from a a guy where they didn't know if he was going to be any good. And is he even going to be on the team to, you know, becoming a pretty good player to blossom into a perennial all pro. And like, we got to watch it from the beginning. So it's been a great, it's been a lot of fun to watch. So, you know, I really hope that, that he makes the, the hall, but man, it's tough for centers to do it. But if anybody can do it, it's that fucking guy. It is. It's, and he'll get in, he'll get in on that costume. The dude, Super he would Bowl wear costume the alone. costume to the hall of fame. Maybe that'll be his bust. It'll be his bust. The hat. Oh that'll God. be his bust. It's something rare. You don't. You don't see. You know, guys like that that play for their team that long. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's especially in football and the way you know the way contracts have been given out and you know guys you know pulling the LeBrons and going from team to team. It's crazy. Well, this episode goes out to Jason Kelsey. You, Jason Kel, who if I could do my best, uh, uh, impression, Jason Kelsey, you are the man. Yup. Get away. With, with that, I want to wish everyone a happy and healthy and safe, very safe Christmas. And we will, uh, we will see everyone on the other side of this uh, after the Eagles uh, kick the Giants' ass. Absolutely. Take it away, Jess. Covered.